Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. Uh, this is Fergus, I'm your host, and tonight I'm joined by uh, three other fellow gooners from various parts of the world and the country. Uh, on this ga- on this episode, we're going to talk about the West Ham game. We're going to look ahead to the uh, game against Standard Liège tomorrow night. And we're also going to look ahead to the game against Manchester City on um, on Sunday. We'll also have a bit about the gooner debate and we will uh, discuss like... Um, We'll discuss things like about how Freddie's getting it on and the new manager and, uh, you know, who who could it be, et cetera, et cetera. So it's the usual sort of stuff. Um, I would like for everybody to join in. So if you have got a question, make sure, you know, join in on the chat and pop your questions in there. Um, I'm unsure how this is going on Facebook because Facebook have banned me again. And I don't know why I. Honestly, don't know why. I've done nothing wrong. I got a message about two or three minutes before we went live to say I've been banned from Facebook. So I blame Manny. I think he's probably reported me or something like that. That's what I reckon. Uh, this is a very um, is a very momentous podcast for, for us. Uh, I'll bring all the other guys in. So I've got Big Steve. I've got Johnny oh. from the North Bank. And I have Trevor, old man Trev. This is episode 100 for Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We have obviously done some of the specials with the We Care uh, and the Gooner to Gooners and some of the other little bits and pieces. We've done one about the women's football as well. But of the weekly podcast, we have done 100. So I thank everybody for listening. I thank everybody for joining in. Um, But it's also a very momentous day. Trev, you were talking to me before we came on live. Um, It's a very momentous day for Arsenal Football Club. Over to you. Yes, it is indeed, Fergus. It is indeed. You've probably seen on social media today. It's the uh, 133rd birthday of the, the Arsenal playing their first ever game, um, 1886. Um, and it was against Eastern Wanderers and, and the man that formed the club. A, 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 there was a quarter of four of them, but the, the main man was a bloke called David Danskin. And uh, he was captain of that first game. And they beat Eastern Wanderers 6-0. And... Uh, and the rest is history, as we say. And let's hope we have a similar result tomorrow, eh? Uh, Trev, um, do you remember it? Uh, well, I did warn you before we came on air about this. The one thing we asked you not to say. Looking over my glasses. But uh, no, it was, it was slightly <laughs> before my time. Slightly, it was about the same time as Tottenham last won the league, I think it was, actually. Oh, OK, OK, OK. But but Steve, ancient history, then. Ancient. <laughs> ancient history. Steve, you're all the way up in Sunderland, um, and you have had yeah. your back door smashed in earlier today, didn't you? <sighs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, rear, rear, rear windscreen. Uh, Sorry, smashed. rear windscreen. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Some um, senile old whatever uh, next door. But um, yeah, talking about when uh, Tottenham last won the league, I got a little historic artifact from uh, it was knitted for my mum when she, when she was born. So would have been early 60s. And uh, yeah, when she was about 10, she fancied the pants off of uh, Mr. Charlie George. So this little fella is uh, Charlie George. Okay. Yeah. So Keep him that, up in Sunderland. <laughs> so that Charlie George hasn't seen Tottenham win the league either. Nope. <laughs> I don't think he ever will. <laughs> Fingers crossed. 
Hopefully Johnny be in landfill before he ever gets <laughs> Johnny from the North Bank. Sorry, I just went at the wrong time to you. You a mouthful of uh, Coke. Rum and Coke. I'm not messing about. This is and the pub talking about the Arsenal. Good. Um, you've got a new camera. I have. Yes, make make my baldiness all the more shiny <laughs> with a ring light and. <laughs> You can see it's the glare off the old head. This could go really wrong, couldn't it? So <laughs> let's be adult and let's behave ourselves somewhere along the line. Right, West Ham. I was in Dresden. Uh, I was in Germany for the last few days and I, I didn't get to go, go to the West Ham game. Um, and um, I watched it in a bar in Dresden with a TV. Over, there's loads of TVs, but our TV was above a door. And... Um, there was no sound, and I had Nuremberg versus Salzburg, I think, playing. So there's loads of, loads of, loads of uh, distractions. But to be honest, I think I was probably lucky there was a distractions because uh, it, it wasn't the best, get, good result, but not the best game in the world. Arsenal uh, had gone 10 games without a win, a worst run of form since 1977, uh, a win... Uh, with an away uh, game against Standard Liège, who we'll talk about later, who have um, really, really going to th throw everything, the kitchen sink and everything at us to try and get a win because they can go through. Uh, and also then Man City, uh, we could actually um, <laughs> match a 1974 record of 12 barren uh, uh, barren games. So no win uh, in, in, since 1974. Fortunately enough, we didn't. Uh, the lineup was Martinelli. Started, so did Pepe, and Laka and Guendouzi were dropped to the bench. What did we make of the lineup? Trev, I'll go to you first, then I'll do Johnny and then Steve. So, Trev, away you go. Yeah, oh, the lineup was all right with me, Fergus. Um, oh, it was it was good to see Tierney starting. It was a shame that the poor boy got injured, and of course we lost Bellerin before the start. But I, I like Martinelli. I think it, I think when the team's been having a bad run, I think it. Bring a youngster in like that, bit of a bit of a loose cannon, you know. Is exactly what you need. Exactly what you need. I, I'm not going to dwell on this. We will come back to it in a minute when we talked about the teams, Fergus. But I don't think it was necessarily a bad performance. I, I'm taking a different approach to it, you know. Um, I don't think it was necessarily a bad performance. I think it was a performance that reflected how our results had been going, and uh, we can talk about that in a minute when the other lads have had their say mm. about the. the choice of team but uh um yeah the, the only one that, that surprised me was he dropped louise and and, and once again all, all good for freddie he showed he's got a pair of balls i said it the other night he, he, he's picking the team he thinks so yeah i was all right with it to be honest johnny what did you make of it i i was uh disappointed that bellerin had to pull out for he, he pulled out with a, a hammy hamstring yeah in the uh in the warm-up um i was quite uh Positive because we had Chambers playing in his preferred position, which we've been calling for. I mean, his early season performances were really good, so we really should be trying to play him there and not um, David lose it for us, Louise. Um, but just looking at the, the 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 lineup was we wanted we've been calling out for a difference at the centre half. We got it. We got calling out for Torreira to start. In the centre, we got it. We got calling out for Pepe to start and Martinelli to get more time. We got it. 
and it's all showing positive green shoots and it takes a little while to to get that in and we all have to be realistic that he hasn't had that many full sessions with them and i think he's starting to show that he is different he's not he's giving us what we what we need not just what we want okay steve thoughts yeah i i initially like the back four um I've, I mean, I've said it a couple of times before. I think you know Chambers and and Socrates together has shown are probably only good defensive performance this season. So it's nice to see that again. Uh, I, again, Torreira in the middle, I thought was good. Having having playing playing a four two three one with Pepe and Martinelli out wide rather than Lacquer up top and Aubameyang up wide, I think just gave us a little more, a little bit more balance. So I was quite happy with the lineup initially. Okay. Um, so if we look at, you mentioned Bellerin got injured in the, uh, the warm-up. Uh, we went 1-0 down. So that meant that meant um, that we had to bring in Maitland-Niles. We went 1-0 down because Ogbonna, I'm dreadful with his name, is struggle anywhere. Yeah, Ogbonna. Ogbonna's header bounced off the arse of um, Maitland-Niles. Um, Maitland-Niles was unfortunate. I, I, I don't think Maitland-Niles is a right back. We've, we've had that discussion, but let's not like castigate the guy totally. I don't think he could have done. He didn't very... do that bad. Go on. I didn't think he did that bad. I thought he did. He did a solid, solid performance. Really, I mean, he wasn't. Apart from it going in off his ass, I don't really think he had a bad game. I, again, I didn't see it fantastically from my 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 end, but I'm talking more probably. Of his um, his games of recent, he hasn't been great, and that, that's why I said we don't want to really slag him off. And if he's had a good game, great, fantastic. But my issue on that one was VAR. They went to VAR, and I think it was Michael Oliver was the VAR referee. Yeah. It took him three, four minutes to decide. I could see straight away, even without VAR, you could see it was, it, it was very, very clear. There was nothing to decide. Anybody who saw the first replay could see that there's nothing there to decide. It was a fair goal. Granted, yep. it was a bad deflection off his ass, but still, there was nothing to decide. No. And Tierney, um, Tierney just, uh, on the 29th minute, dislocated his shoulder. I've just heard today that he's out for between two and three months. Um, it would have been a lot longer back in the day, but uh, two or three months is, is not great, considering the guy has... Not been 100% fit when he signed for us, and he's been struggling just to get into the uh, get a proper run on the team. But it does mean one thing we've got Klasniak, uh, Steve. We've got Klasniak, who's going mm. to be our first choice uh, left back. Thoughts? Um, well, I mean, he's played a lot of a lot of this season anyway. Um, Tierney's shown, shown some good, you know, good signs when he's been playing. Um, but unfortunately, he's not going to be missed as such. Um, and Kalasnach come on. I thought, I thought he put in a bloody good ball for, for the assist. And from what I've heard and what I've seen, I only saw the highlights. I thought he looked, looked fairly solid considering he come in, you know, early on in the first half. Um, the only problem is, is we haven't got the depth there. And if Bellerin's out again, then we've got Maitland Niles covering right back and left back potentially if Chambers goes back to right back. So we've got to strengthen in Jan. Well, if you look at our left-back options past Tierney, um, you've got the young lad, um, Lopez, who's a lot of people have been talking a lot about, and Ljungberg knows him well. And Saka, Saka can play at left wing-back. 
which is not a terrible uh, option because he has some defensive qualities. He's not mm. a left back. We know he's not a left back. We're not talking out of our asses here. But he has played some games at left wing back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't personally want to see Saka anywhere near wing back or left back. I'd much rather put Maitland Niles there. He played there towards the end of uh, Wenger's reign. Um, I think the problem with Saka is he's he had his little run at left wing, and after a couple of games, you had people, you know, saying that he's showing the promise, but he's not he's not up to scratch. You then put him in a defensive position when our defense is already all over the place. It it could it could murder any confidence that he is getting or starting to get. So I and think that, Lopez or... thing that the team has in a rarity at the moment, hmm. and that's confidence. Yeah, um, I think Lopez or even Zach Medley, um, I think we've discussed before, has played a couple of games at left-back. So he needs to get his career back on... on Johnny, track. Johnny you, you, you summed it up quite well that it, the first half as well, that... Um, the, it was obvious for the first 60 minutes even um, that the team played uh, with a lack of confidence. And mm. um, Trev, you, you intimated at the beginning that you had more to say on on this side of things. That uh, Go on, I'll, I'll leave it open to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, firstly, going back to Ainsley Maitland-Niles, um, he, had, he didn't have a bad game in fairness to the lad. But the way I look at things, if you can turn your back on the ball and it bounces off you you can get in the way and block it. You ain't got to turn your back. You can see it. So I think he should have blocked that for the goal in there. But you're right, folks. You're right, boys. I don't think we, – we weren't playing badly, right? If you look at the possession we had in the first half an hour, it was massive. But we had all that possession in our own half because we were scared. We were playing just like a team that, that, that were on a bad run, that had no confidence, that didn't want to lose the game under any circumstances. And that's how we played. Um, that's not necessarily playing badly. That's just being scared, you know, of, of what's happened previously. And as we grew, as as the game went on, I thought we grew into it. I, you know, we went one nil down, and then then we went one nil down. And, and what do we do after we go one nil down? There's only one or two ways it can go. There, we either fall apart because we're losing every game anyway, and they think, oh, here we go again, right? Or we pick it up, we start playing, and we try and come back and win a game, which is exactly what we did, right? And yeah. I, I, I don't know if it actually happened, but I credit Freddie Lundberg for that. I, I credit Freddie Lundberg because he must have done something or said something because they came out, second yeah, but, half, started playing. Do you think there was like there was some mild booze from the travelling support um, at the end of the first half when we failed to have a shot on target in the whole of the first half? Do you think that... Uh, been booed away at West Ham, and then Freddie's come along and shock him up a bit. Like Raul comes along and says a, a question on here, and maybe it was with the likes of uh, the under twenty, the under under twenty three players of um, Martinelli and some of the other younger players getting on there. We need to start more of these under twenty threes in the first team just to show the current squad what hunger for a game and pride for the club is. I I think it's a great question, Johnny. No, I agree. It wasn't that long ago we were talking on our, our um, group chat and I was saying at this point we've got two options and one of the options I said is that bomb out the experienced players who have got no confidence and then play the kids and just like go for it. These are players that Freddie knows well 
it couldn't have got any worse at the end of the day. And they will come in and they'll all say, this is my chance. I need to grasp it with both hands. And they will show grit and they will show passion. And that's what I think Raul was getting at. I think he's right. I mean, we could quite easily blood a few. I mean, Lopez is a good defender. I've seen some really good performances from him. And I mean, I think we nicked him off of Barcelona, La Messia. So he's not a terrible player. He's a good player. And um, Martinelli, one of those youth players, um, added to a seventh goal in all competition, all competitions this season. Kalasniak, who we berate quite a bit, uh, or some do at least, provided a cross. Uh, but there was still a lot to do for the lad. And uh, on the 60th minute, it went totally, totally against the run of play. Uh, we brought it back to 1-1. Uh, I do like this kid, Martinelli. Who doesn't? Oh, I what? You can't go against the run of play. I don't Sorry, think it was that? against a run of play. I don't no, think it was against yeah. a run of play. I agree. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we, we weren't out of the game at any time. Just going back to what you said about the under-23s, boys, you wouldn't want to put any youngsters in the team now, not too many anyway. Look at what we've got coming up. We've got City this weekend, right? Then we've got Everton away, who are now flying. We've got Chelsea at home. Then we've got Man United at home. We don't want to be putting these youngsters in there for a beating at this time. We need to show our faith in what we've got here and, and let them pick it up. And I think they will. I think we'll be all right. We we, we could put a few of them in the standard Liège side, uh, mm. the side to face standard Liège. Do we I mean, know that, well, we need to win that game, Fergus. Well, we, we need, need to beat standard Liège. We'll, we'll talk about that game. We'll talk about that game. But we also have the opportunity in January to uh, play some of those players uh, in the FA Cup against Leeds, so that's which an opportunity again. Not going to be an easy game. Not going to be an easy. Forward to that, I am looking forward to that. <laughs> so well, there you go. Leeds are flying as well. Leeds are flying as well. You know, there's nothing easy coming up, boys. Oh wow, Scotty's. But we've not mentioned Pepe yet, have we? And we'll get. We've not mentioned Pepe yet. I've got. Mike just made a point whilst we're on it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, Scotty Mike has come along and said Martinelli has dragged the team forward, which um, uh, he he did. I thought he, he he pulled the team the whole way along. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. I tell you what um, I love. Can I just butt in? I know you oh, when he just, yeah, scored, picked the ball up from the back of the net, put his thumbs up to the crowd and got back to the centre half, centre circle. Like that is just that is the passion and just the, the work that just he's a workhorse and we say that, but you know, there was still plenty of time left, but he's like, no messing about, get the ball, get it back. Let's carry on going. I love that from a 18 year old as well. Like I've got a new name brilliant. for him. I got a new name for him. He's the Brazilian Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Don't. It's a discredit to him. No, no. <laughs> you think about it, he's coming from the lower leagues in Brazil and he's coming up, he's been given his chance and he's, He's grasping it with both hands and he's he's giving it everything he's, he's got. He's giving it some and he's a fantastic player. His movement for that goal, where he just he, he did a, what Rooney used to do in his pomp, where he would uh, yeah. allow the defender as they're running back to get a bit further ahead and slow his run down, down, creating that space. What a and then it, he's done it few so many fantastic, brilliant awareness. What a ball into him as well, Johnny. What a ball into yes. him it was as well, eh? But that he had to create the space for the ball to get yeah. to him first. It just play. opened. I, I, I've watched that back so many times. I've, I've only, what, as I say, I've only seen the highlights, but 
that goal, just the pullback from Kalasanac, you know, at, at first when I saw the highlights, um, obviously I, kn- I sort of knew a goal was coming. But I think if I was watching that, I would have just expected Kalasanac to just put it over everyone straight out. But the space just opened up and bang, bang, uh, great goal. And with one league goal all season um, in open play, uh, well, no, actually, yeah, because of the, the, his other goals, yeah, the, penalty, penalty. the other goals were in the Europa League. Um, Pepe has not really lived up to his billing, uh, but his goal here, curling a shot in the top right-hand corner of David, Mart- David Martin's net, was a peach. Of it the- was, again, a bloody oh, pick goal. that out. Yeah, and, and it was confident. It was a confident finish, boys, wasn't it? You know what I mean? It's what wonderful. He did wonderful. So often last season, and I, I, I've said it a couple of times before. When you play, when you play him on the right, and you give him options to either put the ball in, which we saw for the third goal, or cut inside if there's any space, he'll take it. You know, if you're playing, if you're not playing a creative midfielder and you're not playing other runners, then he's coming so deep for the ball. If you allow him the space out wide to cut in and, and, and make that movement, make that decision. Hopefully, you know, we'll see a bit more of that in upcoming fixtures. But yeah, as you say, pick that one out. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's going to be the type of player, Steve, that's going to lose the ball on the other occasion because he's got Sanchez was the same. Sanchez was the exactly. same. And everybody but gave him free pass for donkey. Yeah, the, yeah. the Alexis tax, yeah. you mean? <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're gonna... Pepe's going to slot a goal in like that, you know what I mean? Puppy's going to slot the, the goals in like that. I don't care if mind if he loses the ball every now and again. Well, yeah. Pepe's better at taking players on going forward than Alexis mm-hmm. was. Alexis was all about just knock it past them and did, and did, using his pace. Did you not think that the Pepe goal was very much very similar to his two free kicks he took against? Um, uh, was it Liege? Uh, off, at the off his left foot. Yeah, it, it, it's that yeah. position just outside the box. You know, he can float a ball in and, and great. But I was talking to Martin, uh, my, my daughter's partner, and when we we're over in Germany, um, uh, I picked a game up out there. I, I went and saw uh, Dynamo Dresden play at home, which was brilliant. We'll talk a little bit about that in VAR as well. Um, but um, he was saying that Bayern Munich looked at Pepe but the reason that they didn't buy Pepe and they got Sonny instead was that um, Pepe needed so much time and space that the Premier League would be too fast and compact for him. Uh, and, you know, when I had heard that comment and watched the first half of the game, I actually thought, you know what, you've probably got a point because once you get him going, his pace is fantastic, but he just needs one, two touches to get going. Anybody else? He needs time to adapt. He's not. He's not uh, as a you know a boy genius or anything. He's just going to hit the ground running. He comes with a very heavy weight on his shoulders of a very large um, price tag, and he's got previous. And people have got untold amount of videos of highlights of knowing what how to deal with him. Was um, the players that are coming up against Martin? They don't really have that. As much, I think really he needs a bit more time to be able to get used to the league, and I think he will come good. I think he's showing enough um, to to for us to give him more and more time. It's not like um, it's not like a, a manager in a sense where it, they're easily just sacked mid-season. 
they, these players they stick around and they're a much larger investment and he's the our record signing so mm. we need to back him sing for him and come up with a decent song on a par with the lacquer song and i think he'll get it he'll he'll, he, he'll start to build up his confidence and he'll start showing up a bit more um, one guy who does show up game after game after game with 43 goals in all competitions, a joint high alongside the aforementioned Jamie Vardy. Aubameyang on the 69th minute made certain of the win um, and few would have anticipated it 10 minutes earlier with a clinical fish finish uh, that took his tally clinical to... Fish. <laughs> clinical finish. Um, to, that took his tally to 13 all season. Um, nine minutes that have been disguised the fact that we had been virtual spectators for the first hour, in my view. Uh, anybody disagree? I think first half, I'd agree with you. I think losing one of the leaders, one of the, the captains, right before the, the game, as you, he was expecting to come back from an injury, was a bit disjointing, a bit, bit jarring. And then, uh, what, barely halfway through the first half, we lost... Our other side uh, fallback in Tierney and, and, and a, quite a bad injury, so it's understandable that he could, um, you know, the, the the team could be a little bit shaken and then get a bit of um, Swedish fire, get them uh, a, a fire lit under their asses at halftime. I think it was a good thing. I think that's exactly what they got. And when they come out, you could tell the difference. I think the first half, yes. But they, you could see them building straight from the kickoff, uh, and I, I, I thought it was brilliant. When Terry, Terry Greenwood um, says, "Free reminds me of what happened when Emery first started." Um, normally, a, a poor first half, uh, but a bit of fire and passionate halftime chat. Um, just pity we can't get an old game. I think that's coming, Terry. I think look, that's gone. Contract. Look, we weren't spectators, right? We were not spectators in the first half, right? We were we were a team that was scared to play, nervous. We had loads and loads and loads and loads of possession, right? But we just didn't do anything with that possession, right? We, we had the ball. We had the ball. We were playing, but we were scared to play. And as I said earlier on, we went a goal down, and that was possible. I thought at the time that's the worst thing that could have happened. But on reflection, look what he did. He started us playing. It maybe made us free up a little bit, you know. We weren't spectators, boys. We, we we were scared. That's my view, you know. And we, what we've not touched on yet, right? And and I, I'm not going to dwell on it because I don't, you know me, I say it most weeks, I don't do personal attacks on players, right? But Xhaka was bad. He was very he was. poor. He was. He just couldn't keep the ball. He couldn't keep, especially second half at times. Every pass he made was going to the opposition. He was very poor, that boy. He needs to pull his socks up. I'm not going to dwell on that anymore. I'll try and find his stats, but I'm pretty sure his passing stats were terrible. Oh, Johnny was awful, mate. So I've seen and a few people praising Jacker. I mean, I just again, I've only seen the highlights, so none of the highlights that I saw, the three-minute highlights or the seven-minute highlights, I didn't see anything that Xhaka did well. Um, but there's people out there praising him, saying he was brave, saying that, you know, he, he had he had a real good game. It's like, I didn't see any any of that from... What about, what about Ozil? Ozil didn't have the best game, I, I, I remember. I, I Again, watching it with no sound, you, can, you don't get... 
and even any sound that I was going to get was going to be in German, so I wouldn't have understood a word of it. You do actually make your own mind up rather than getting brainwashed by whatever commentators talking and mm. pundits are talking on there. Uh, I thought mm. at times he showed a bit of promise, um, but really and truly he didn't really start sprinting until we were like two, one, three, one up, uh, and then he started getting involved because, like you know, yeah, I'm up for this one now. He just yeah. didn't, seem, didn't seem to be up for it at the beginning. I don't, I don't really agree to be honest with you. Um, controversially, I mm. thought he he was actually trying, um, but with like new tactics, which are clearly new tactics. Um, he, he was running constantly. I think his running stats were quite high, and I have accused certain players in the past of running into dead ends and uh, doing running into space where they can't be picked up. And I don't think you can. Uh, we can accuse him of that this time. Um, I think he he was really trying. He, he was dropping deep to try and pick up the ball. Uh, he was linking much, 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 much better than Xhaka was, and he was trying to pick up a little bit of the slack that Xhaka was dropping because he was linking, not linking the player as he should have done in the middle of the park. So he was trying to do more, more. Um, uh, then his role should have been. He should have been receiving the ball much higher up and wasn't. Okay. Um, did anybody pick up, uh, I've read about it since, but um, the West Ham announcer, when the substitution for um, Gwenduzi, um he announced him as David Louise. Yeah. Did, did anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. What Haven't you done that? Tell, you boys that watch it all the time, tell me you haven't done that. I've been watching a game now and thought to myself, what's Louise doing over there? And it's not, it's Gwenduzi. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it, you know. Yeah, Dynamo Dresden. Uh, Dynamo Dresden had their own, uh, the very own uh, David Louise or Gwendozi, whatever you want. There was another guy with the hair like that, and I was saying when they were warming up, they warm up really strange in Germany. They warm up behind the goal rather than uh, behind their own goalkeeper rather than behind uh, uh, on the touchline like that we do. It's really, really strange setup. Really strange setup. Um. What did we make of like okay, Arsenal came back for the from half time losing position to win a Premier League game for the first time since October twenty eleven, which was the five three that Theo Walcott um uh goal against Chelsea all those years back. So you're looking at nearly eight years ago, um so just over eight years ago. Uh, I didn't get to see the, 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 the pictures at the end, but people are talking about the passion that Freddie had um and the passion that Freddie showed after the game what what you know i think he's got a, a proper connection with these players don't you think yeah definitely yeah definitely and and the fans and the fans mm. he, he went over to the fact to the away fans as well didn't he old freddie and uh i mean only i showed all that enthusiasm on a touchline but he never came over to the fans at the end i can recall i may be wrong but i can't recall it yeah good old freddie good on him yeah i think we should stick with him now for 22 years Another 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> in Freddie, we trust. We'll have, ban we'll have banners up. In, in Freddie, we rust. In Freddie, we trust. You know, <laughs> um, We will have Freddie tomorrow night. The Gunners need to avoid a defeat uh, to qualify for the knockouts. Um, while standard Liège must beat uh, the, um, the Arsenal by a heavy margin and also rely on Vittoria beating Frankfurt. So it's... It's not impossible, but it's unlikely. Uh, they would have to beat us 5-0 um, 
And the most important thing they need to do is concede. Uh, is not yeah, concede is the most important thing they need to do for us, but not concede, uh, which is something they haven't done uh, in the last away games. Their standard Liège Europa League away um, form is one loss, loss, one drawn, and Arsenal's is three wins, a draw, and a loss. Um, what are we what are we looking to this game tomorrow night? I know some of the guys are Jerome, who's been on here uh, with us a couple of times. He's um, he's off out to Belgium. I don't know if he's got a ticket yet. I hope you do, mate. But um, what 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 are we making this game as a five to six kickoff? Steve, I'll leave it to you. Um, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. Uh, simply because, um. I mean, we saw with Unai Emery that that Freddie was in charge, supposedly in charge of a lot of the early Europa games. Um, so now that we've made a few changes in the league in terms of lineup and how we're playing, it'll be interesting to see how we go in the Europa League. Whether or not he'll use it as a as a foundation um, to s- try and build on that momentum that we're that we're hoping to now get off the back of the West Ham win, um, or whether or not he'll play. You know, the likes of Nelson, Willock, um, bring Gwendouzi back in, whether or not he'll change up the back four again, bring Mustafi in, maybe play a back three. I I don't know. I'm quite I'm quite intrigued, but I'm I'm looking forward to it for for the simple fact that there's a lot less pressure on this game. I know we need to avoid the defeat, but I think if he goes out, sets the team up and says, Do what you do, I think it might be a might be a good game for us. I don't, I don't think it's a matter of um, just telling uh, Arsene Wenger style, go out and do play your game. I think he really does have to um, put an arm around certain players and give a kick up the arse for other players just to, mm. and, and really set out some tactics to win the game, not avoid defeat because that is, that is a small club mentality. That is Spurs of course, of course. the utmost. But what I mean is, I, I you know, it, it, there's there's a couple of ways that he can approach this now, um, and and uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think it's it's going to be an interesting one, and I'm a I'm a little bit optimistic. I'm a, I'm a bit gutted, boys. I am. It's it's the first European away I've missed in in quite a while. When I'm on a bit of a downer actually tonight. Well, a beautiful wife, Donna, has actually said to me today, I wish you'd gone to the age because I've been real grumpy, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I couldn't really go because I wouldn't have got back here till probably Saturday night, Sunday, and we're flying over to the UK next Wednesday. So um, it was one I had to miss, unfortunately. But we will go through. We'll, we'll go through. I'm not sure what the performance will be like. I think Freddie will probably send them out there to try and get an early goal, settle it down. We'll go through. We've got to go through because I've got an hotel booked in Gdansk and I'm not cancelling it. So we've got to go through, boys. You know, um, I hope he puts a strong side out. I hope he plays Pepe again, gives him some time. Um, be interested to see who he plays in defence with Bellerin and Tierney missing, who, what he's going to think about, wherever he'll think about who he's going to play on Sunday. But I think we'll nick a result tomorrow night. It ain't going to be exciting, but we'll, we'll get an early goal and grind out a George Graham 1-0 or how's that? I I I take, so. take that. I take it. Yeah, I'd absolutely. Take it. Yeah. More than anything else, I want them to build some some momentum, mm. um, um, some confidence going into the Man City game, so they've got something. If we don't play well against Man City, because 
I mean, the fucking Man City. Sorry, the Man City. They they might not be playing well, but they could still tear any team apart with the players that they've got. But I think if we've built up a bit more confidence with tomorrow night, I think we we'll probably stand a bit more of a chance. Maybe not without. Well, the, the, the city, they're not playing very well at the minute, City, are they? It's yeah, a good time playing last four games. You know, uh, with the players, yeah, they've got, lost four games. With the players they've got, yeah, they could still turn up and and rip any team apart if they are so inclined. For some reason, they're not playing very well, and we will hope to you know make sure of that. But they've rested all of their top players tonight. They're playing the kids out. Just to finish off, Johnny, before we do, and you can come straight back, and just to finish off on the, the Liège game, um, our likely lineup is to be without Tierney, Rob Holding has an outside chance, and Sabayas may may um, uh, get some action over the weekend. <laughs> Wouldn't we all like that? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Granite Shaka uh, is probably going to be out because of concussion, and Hector Bellerin because, as we said, the the hamstring um, against West Ham. So it's likely to be Martinez, Chambers, Socrates, Mustafi, Kolasniak, Gwendouzi, Torreira, Saka, Wilk, Nelson, and Abamyang. Um, thoughts on that? Bearing in mind um, the game that we you we were just about to swing into, which is the City game, did, would you be happy with that? Did you state you didn't mention Lacazette then? Lacazette's no. got to play first. He didn't play at the weekend. Lacazette will play. He's got to start, surely. I think got to start. I think that's been a bit a bit off the boil of late. I think it's I, I think you're right. He need, he needs to play especially to um build his confidence back up. <laughs> you're right there, Steve. <laughs> Steve's got the flu. <laughs> he's off, he's gone look. Let's remove him for the minute. We can come back in afterwards. Go grab those man sizes. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's, like I said, yeah, I, I agree with Johnny. I think he's just off the ball a little bit at the minute and uh, he's he's just been dropped to try and get his form back in. My fear is that um, we're playing overplaying Abamyang. You know, that that's my fear yeah. of that one. Yeah, I think I think it, it wouldn't be a bad thing to rest him. I, I just put him on the bench uh, for tomorrow it's, and then play Lacazette instead. Um, I, I would play Martinelli again. Um, definitely play the Martin again, build on his confidence. Um, and then maybe, maybe not Pepe, but um, maybe put Pepe on the bench and play Nelson uh, instead. Personally, I'd have Pepe starting, starting, starting all the time. Uh, I, I would, I what's that? I'm in two minds with Pepe. I think he's got really good, uh, um, buying from the performance. Uh, on the weekend, and uh, sorry, from Monday night, and I think possibly it might be better to bring him on from the bench once we're maybe one or two goals ahead, so we we're in the ascendancy, so he can then push forward and then build on that. You know, you know, we said on some previous podcasts before about your core starting eight nine players, mm. and if yeah. Freddie has found if, if Freddie has found a core of players in the side that gets West Ham that fought back for the first time since October 2011 uh, to win from a losing position at half time. Um, and they did turn out convincing in the end, but, uh, you know, but from such a low level of confidence, I think you need to start 
Um, I, I'd rotate maybe Lac uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang possibly, but I would be starting Martinelli again. I'd be starting Pepe because against a side like Liège, uh, they can get two, three goals and then take them off after half an hour, you know, or take them off at half time if we've got a, a, a decent lead, but give them some confidence. It's all about building confidence with this side. I don't think any manager's got to bring off a player at half time if you're a few goals ahead. No, sorry, no, no player is going to want to be taken off uh, at that point. I mean, you see the reaction of Lacazette um, when he, he gets taken off after an hour last season. He wants to score goals when you're in the ascendancy. You can smell the goals and they want to be on the pitch mm. scoring them. So that's why I'm saying the other way around, start him from the bench, bring him on with uh, uh, 60 minutes or whatever when we're in the ascendancy or... If we need someone to come on, either way, you can buoy his confidence from such a, a good performance uh, against West Ham. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I'm hoping the, the lineup against Liège is going to include Willock, uh, Chambers at centre half, Martinez, you know, these players who can really drive a, the team forward um, have a good spine going through the team. I think Willock is is an underused asset. I think this season mm. he could really he could have really hit the ground okay. more. So final final question on this game, uh, and then almost segueing into the City game. Who do you do you play Ozil in this game on uh, tomorrow night, or do you play him against City on um, Sunday? Who play who? Ozil. Ozil. Um, well, first, I'm still a bit gobsmacked that you boys think that Lacazette's been off the boil. He's been doing all well, right. No, no, I was busy sneezing. I know. I never made that opinion. <laughs> I, I, I think I think he is a bit off the boil. Not for the want of trying. His effort is there. His link up play is there. I just uh, and I think he, he is starting to get uh, chances put away. But I just, I just, my gut feeling is. He's, he, he's kind of picking up on the vibe of the squad as it was. And um, he, he hasn't been at his absolute best. I mean, I, I, he's unplayable. Yeah. I, th I think he looks unhappy or niggling mm. injury or something. that He doesn't look 100% at the party. Yes, uh, Dave Atkinson came along and said um, he scored three and three. Uh, uh, Trev, you're right. He is still scoring. He's still playing well. But he's not the Lacazette off a month, two months ago. But then on that, Aubameyang is not the Aubameyang of two, three months ago. None mm. of the players are. Um, I, I, I missed what's said, but I think, I think with Lacazette, I think he's all we've said it since day one. He's a confidence player. And I think if the team isn't performing around him, he takes it personally. I think he's a sort of player that look at, look at, you know, even when he, he scored the goal the other week, um, where everyone was saying, Oh, he saved Emery's job. You could tell even by that performance, even though he scored, that wasn't enough to bring him up. He still looked gutted. Um, Probably because he knew he saved his job. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I think I would like I'd like to see him start tomorrow. Um, the problem is is like we said it with we said it with Arsenal, we said it with Unai, and you know we're now going to be sat with Freddie. How can you get him and Aubameyang in the same team in a balanced team playing well? I think Steve, you've Steve, it's it, it's all about the midfield and the creativity. Exactly, it's how and you play, how you play behind them. 
I go back to my previous question that no, but nobody has answered. It's like been on bloody question time here. Um, <laughs> uh, um, Ozil, do you play him tomorrow night or do you play him on on, on Sunday? I've and played tomorrow, Ozil, not Sunday. Yeah, you play him I tomorrow play night. Him. I wouldn't play him. You know, you got old Durant up and say he's not been playing well enough for a long, 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 long time now. Ozil, he's not been playing well enough. He's he's, he's average. He's average. He's averaging. And he's, he's not, he shouldn't be our average player. He should be our superstar. And, and, and Fergus, you just sit the nail on the head. You're talking about the supply to our forwards. I, I don't see enough cutting balls coming from, from um, Ozil into, into our forwards. Kolasinac put more, more balls into our forwards the other night than, than Ozil did. And Kolasinac was playing left back, you know? So, um, I have I have issues with 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 Ozil and Lacazette, and, and I don't go any further than that because you know what I'm like. I'm forever the positive, and 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 if if I'm honest, we shouldn't be on. We shouldn't be having this conversation about this and bad and that's bad. We've just won our first game in a long time. You know, mm. we should be jovial about that. We should be looking forward to tomorrow. We're going to win tomorrow. We're going to nick a win tomorrow, and I fancy us to beat City as well. And then I fancy us to beat Chelsea, and then Everton, and then Man United, and then we'll beat Leeds seven 0 at home in the cup. And Freddie's there for twenty two years. I'm an happy man. And, and we, we move love on. you, Trevor, because you got no hair. We love you, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Then you're a Bamiyang song. I, I I love your optimism. Um, I do think we'll probably win tomorrow evening. Yes, I think we will go through. I'd like us to win because we go through group favourites, and I wouldn't want to le- uh, particularly bump into some of the ones that are dropping out of the uh, Champions League in this, which makes a joke with the Europa League when they drop into um, uh, the, the next round of six hundred and fifty-five million. Um, <laughs> and you've got the likes of Salzburg who were playing last night against Liverpool and a Liverpool fan friend of mine said they are a decent side and they yeah. could go on to definitely get close to the final and I have a room booked in Gdansk I just changed mine because um, I've got one much closer to the stadium Trev, I'll talk to you afterwards about that so um, yeah. Okay, mate. Yep. yeah and Molina, yes uh, Nick uh, and yourself are hoping to go uh, and if we do get to the final, fingers crossed, we can have a, a proper road trip. My wife might even come with me. So, but it's not yeah. a bad place to go, Gdansk, is it? We're about to it's not about to be. Um, it's not about to be. I'm not too clued up on the it's, old geography. It's a coastal dockyard town, isn't it? Is it it's, in it's, it's, Poland, it's, part, it's partially, it's partially uh, industrial. Oh, Docklands, and then it's got a seaside uh, part as well. My daughter's visited there in the summer a couple of years ago with her partner, and it was really nice. Man City on Sunday. So City field a weaker side, as you said earlier, uh, Johnny, uh, tonight in the Champions League, as they've already qualified. What are your thoughts on um, the likely outcome of the game? Uh, Trev, we know you think we're going to win, so that's fine. Johnny, honestly, what do you think? I think it could go either way, depending on how we perform tomorrow. Um, I think the way they're playing, the way we're playing, I think we've got every chance of going there and give uh, uh, going. They're coming to our house at the end of the day. And that's where we're strongest. In the middle, so of we've our got street. every chance of giving them a good game. I don't see why we can't expect a good performance. No, Steve. Um, 
I've, I've always been an optimistic one. I th- I think we'll get a draw. I think there'll be a couple of goals in it for each of us. Um, it's hard to to say we'll come away from a win, even though they haven't been great. Um, it's if City only get a draw against us, the league title has gone to Merseyside. I think it's yeah. there already. Um, yeah, I think it's there already. Um, but I th- I think I think the best. I personally think the best we can get is a is a draw. Um, just because of our, our defensive issues, I don't fault. You know, I, I don't. I don't think if our forwards are clicking, that will be enough. Um, just because you know, City have got so many options going forward. They've got a strong midfield. Uh, Otto Mendy's playing well. Um, surprisingly, I think I think there'll be a couple of goals in it each, maybe a two-two. But I think it'll be a draw. Okay. There you go for Desmond. <laughs> yeah. We're, um, we're, we're, we'll nick a win. We'll nick a win. I, I um, hope so. Obviously, yeah. I really hope so. But we'll we'll see. Tomorrow first. Tomorrow first. Anthony Harris has a good point on here. So don't get too excited. Uh, uh, um, you know, Man, Man City are injured. <laughs> They're hungry. They'll want to win. Exactly. Uh, you know they, they they need they need the points, and that's what champions and champions the people who um, challenge champions will go for. Um, yes, there are other teams in the mix. Leicester is in the mix, probably more so than uh, than Man City currently at the minute. But you know, I, I think it's probably probably more or less a done deal. Um, what's not a done deal at the minute is uh, Freddie is not been appointed for a 22-year contract, as uh, Trevor wanted earlier. Um, there's talk of Ancelotti. Ancelotti is available. He's been sacked by two major clubs. Um, he's been at Chelsea. You know, he, he has been successful at several clubs. He's also been average. Uh, wasn't he at West Ham for a little while? don't know. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Been at Bayern. He was at Bayern, wasn't he? No, no, it oh, wasn't. Ancelotti. Ancelotti. No, I'm, I'm think I'm confusing it with um, uh the Israeli guy. Benny Yoon. No, not not the player. <laughs> the oh yeah, what's yeah. It, what's his name? Avram Grant. That's it. But does does Ancelotti? You know, Everton are in the mix for him as well, so they're looking for a manager in the mix for Emery as well. Yeah, I, I did see links uh, uh, links to Emery there, <laughs> but then there's links, strong links with Arsenal and a lot of the setup at Arsenal and Everton because you've got uh, Mashuri uh, and you've got Uzmanov, uh, who doesn't own Everton Football Club at all. Honestly, he doesn't. Honestly, he doesn't. He wasn't part. Mashuri is not a financial puppet. We yeah. do not think he is. No, we don't. We don't. Um, so. Um, so there's strong links there with, with Mishuri, Uzmanov. Uh, you've got players who've gone there like uh, Theo, uh, Wobi. You know, there, there's obviously a, a dialogue gone along there. It wouldn't surprise me if Emery uh, rocked up there. I think it'd be a mistake for them because I think Emery's issue is um, purely his confidence and his communication skills and his language. Um, but would would you be disappointed if Ancelotti did end up at Everton and we missed out on them? And if so, who do you want? Like, there's, there's people in the chat talking about uh, Gusto. They're talking about Rafa. Um, who, who who would you want? 
I think me, me and Trev think the same thing. It's it has to be Rafa. You are, absolutely, Johnny boy. You heard it here first. Rafa's the man. They can have Ancelotti. They can have whoever they want. Rafa <laughs> will do the job. We want we any of the other big names. We're not going to get. Benitez is in his in, in his off season. Um, Nagelsmann's never going to come. Sorry, Kai, not going to come. Um, he is destined for the buying job. Uh, everybody knows it. He is he is the person in demand. Uh, Rafa is the man. He's the one who knows the league inside out. He knows how to organise a team. Yeah. He's tactically aware. He's he's kept his hand in. He's used to uh, looking after big players, putting their arm around him. Uh, he, he ticks all the boxes. And we could keep him for a couple of years until he retires in a few years and, and on his merry way. He's not married, uh, managed in, in London before, even though West Ham nearly got him a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, Rafa has managed in London. He was at um, he was at Chelsea. He was at Chelsea. Oh, sorry, he was interim manager at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would, I, I mean, I would like Rafa. I wouldn't be too too bothered if Ancelotti went to Everton, um, simply because uh, maybe it's again a little bit the optimist. Um, I think if we don't get Ancelotti, I would hope that the board have got their sights on somebody better suited if they know what better suited is um i would hope for an allegri i would hope for a rafa um i wouldn't have have a lyric allegri steve he can't speak english we've just got over that problem yeah Yeah, if that that was the main problem you know nobody really knows but well did um, did you understand a word Emery said in a press conference. He no, really, nobody did. He had to have <laughs> subtitles inside the press conference. Uh, yeah, he was, he yeah. was, uh, he was, boys, he was making he an effort. He was making an effort. Let's not be horrible. But end of the day, he, he wasn't the right man for the job. I mean, we need what every Cosmopolitan magazine has said to women since the 1960s. We need Mr. Right, not Mr. Right now. Okay, we need the right man for the Absolutely. job. Absolutely. So, do you, do you think right? Do, no, do you boys think right that you know we sort of plucked Arsene Wenger from nowhere, right? We plucked him from absolutely nowhere, Wenger. But the no research one went in first. Yeah, let me let me just finish, Johnny. Let me finish, my old mate. We plucked him from nowhere. It turned out to be a superstar and a, and a quick superstar. He was he, he won the 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 the, the, the premier the, the football league in the first season, right? or his second season, whatever it was. Do you think Arsenal have got this in their head now that we're not going to go for a, for a well-known manager? We're going to try and do a Wenger thing again, you know? And, and that worries me greatly. That worries me greatly. I'm in. I want a name in. I want Rafa in, you know? And a, a, a proven man. I don't want us to risk another 10 years of, of, of what we've had, you know? Yeah, not right now. I, I agree. At the end of the day, we have far more to lose now than we did then. Back yes. then, there, there were the league was a fraction of its size. Now, we didn't employ uh, uh, anywhere near as many people as we do now. Full time employees when um, uh, Arsene Wenger, George Graham sort of era came in. Um, I was talking to somebody about it before, and we've now got four hundred and fifty or something like that employees. Wasn't that interesting, Burger? Wasn't that interesting, mate? To read that, mate. It wasn't four fifty; it's seven fifty. Okay. Wenger's come out with that, hasn't he, mate? It yeah. was, there was eighty employees at the club when Wenger took over in ninety six. Was it 
No, when was it? Wenger come in. 96. When it yeah. was 96 when Wenger come in. There was 80 employees. Now there's 750 employees. And he thinks that's part of the problem that we went from being this compact Too unit bloated. To, to bloated. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Johnny. Yeah. What I, what I, what I am hearing on the grapevine, I've heard it from two or three sources that um, an announcement will be made of who will be our next manager on Friday. Um, uh, again, don't shoot the messengers, just what I'm hearing. Mm. Um, Freddie will be in charge for the City game, but that person who will be the manager will be in the Emirates, like they always are up in the gods um, for the Man City game. Um, the name I'm hearing is also from North London. Um, and uh, I'm hearing Potocino an awful lot. I heard that uh, Edu and... I wish I could swear. What's that? I wish I could swear. I do not want that that old spud. I'm sorry. Uh, well, and, and, okay, so, so on that note, because uh, this is our final little bit of debate, if it was Poch, if, okay, because Rafa's got history with Chelsea, he's got history with Liverpool, Ancelotti's got history with Chelsea, he's got history with other... other. So anybody we're going to bring in is going to have history with some other t uh, other team along the line. But does it count, Fergus? With Potocino, he managed Tottenham and he won Sodol with Tottenham. Okay. Their captain said he was signing a new contract um, on Sky Sports uh, many, many years ago, back in 2000. And he did sign a new contract. He signed a, a new contract with the Arsenal Football Club, not Tottenham Hotspur. Um, Sol Campbell came to us. Sol Campbell won stuff with us. We Sol Campbell was an invincible with us. Would you not like to see if Potocino came here and even won the League Cup, he would have won more than he had won with that lot down the road? No, right. because I don't want their cast-offs. We nicked Sol Campbell. They wanted to keep him. We don't want their cast-offs. We want someone yeah. who's actually a proven winner. Potocino has won bugger all. Don't want him. He's soiled. Good point, Good point, son. Good point, son. Listen, right? We, we Johnny's exactly right. We stole Sol Campbell. That was funny. <laughs> it was brilliant, actually. You know, let me go on record now, right? Yeah, exactly. Let me go on record now. If Pochettino comes to the Arsenal, he will get my full support. Yeah. Of that, there's no doubt. I will support him every second of the way. I will stand on him terrace and scream and shout for him, right? And I will back him. And I'll never say a bad word. But I don't want him in the first place. If he comes, we have him. But you ask him who I want, I don't want him. I don't want their cast-offs. Imagine if he comes to us and we, we go on a long losing streak. Oh, no. Imagine if he comes to us and we go on a winning streak. Yeah, look at it from that side. Yeah, that's good. But... He, he will get my support, Pochettino. If he comes to Arsenal, he'll be an Arsenal man and I'll back him. But I don't want him. I don't want him. don't want their cast. He's off. already said he would never manage us. And even if he hadn't, why would you go and manage the team whose fans for, how long was he there? Five years? Five See, years we were, we were singing about his mum being a whore. For five <laughs> years. Every single game, not just against Tottenham, Every single game that song comes out, right? He's not. Yeah, it, doesn't matter, it, 
it doesn't matter who it, whoever is the Arsenal manager, the Tottenham manager. It will be Mourinho's wife. Is a you know it was George Graham when he went over there. It was it. it it's just he's you know it, Pat Jennings was one of their castoffs, one of our best keepers, wasn't he? Pat Jennings was was well. The, the, it is about the only player I can recall, right? That's played for Tottenham and Arsenal. And he's still a hero at both clubs. I can't think of one other player that's played for Tottenham and Arsenal who's been a hero at both clubs. The only reason he gets away with it, because they didn't do a huge amount at Tottenham, I don't believe. I don't know his, his Tottenham history that much, but he actually was a Tottenham fan. So that's why um, they welcomed the home with, with open arms. So I don't know. Listen, boys, it's been another very good podcast. Uh, 100 not out. We're going to win the league, I've named it, because we're going to be ever so positive. As um, We've had quite a few comments. We've had Raul. Raul. Raul's been quite a, a bit of a comedian. You'll get me in trouble, Raul, with some of your things. He was suggesting... <laughs> I've never done a comment, uh, by the way. Yeah. He's going to bring, he's going to bring <laughs> in as uh, he thinks he's cheap. He's 30 kilos a week, apparently. So, I don't know if that's Argentine, right? Saves him even more money. <laughs> yeah, Tottenham can stick their cheese room. We got Maradona in the uh, in the powder room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we've had Dave Hall, we've had Raul, we've had uh, Kai, Martin, uh, Matthew, Terry, Don't Terry. Don't forget yeah. Terry. You've not said who you want Fergus to manage us going forward. He wants um, Poch. You want Poch. I, I I I do. I've said it. I was on Arsenal fans TV. Um, oh, the comments uh, ripping oh, you about I, the name Potter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so disappointed I, in you. So I, disappointed. I, 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 listen, we'll do two minutes of this because we're, we're all Deep running on it. I, I I went on it because I was so wound up after. So drunk. <laughs> was it ten points in? Twelve points in? You were saying. I don't know. You figure it out. Beanie <laughs> man. It was probably 12, yeah. Um, but I, I was actually quite wound up with a lot of what I was hearing from the fan base mm. and a lot of the younger fan base and, and, and just people go, yeah, F this, F that. And I just thought, like, okay, uh, it's relegation. This is crap. This is the other. It was so negative, so divisive, so toxic. And yes, there's been the thing on talk sport and yes there is a lot of toxicity around the whole AFTV sort of uh genre and uh, I stood in I stood in the the crowd I went and saw Lee and like Lee went on and done his piece and I I actually don't mind Lee's pieces because he speaks like one of us generally he is he is one of us yeah he is one of us but he, he does he does speak like an Arsenal fan and he comes on here as an Arsenal fan and he goes on to same old Arsenal a couple of other podcasts and he does it he's because he's not throughout isn't he yes yeah. I've always liked about he, 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 he's not, he's not he's, like some of them who have got an online persona me and Trev know very well from my experiences uh, out in Minsk that certain people have a different persona when they're on camera I'll tell you yeah, what, absolutely I've met yeah. DT and Troops and Robbie on several occasions at different games and so on, and I've talked to them on uh, off-camera, and the majority of the time they're okay. I'll tell you who I was really annoyed with. Let, let me finish the reason why I, I went on. I was that annoyed with, with, with the fan base, and I thought, 
all these people standing around here and moaning and criticizing about Arsenal, saying this and booming them off the pitch and this, that, and the other. I asked the question of Robbie, and it's about a thousand gangsters that were hanging around there. And they were, honestly, it was. Groupies, they're, not gangsters. I know, man. Not gangsters, they're groupies waiting to suck them off. Yeah, honestly, they, they, they were standing there, and I said, "Will you be there if we're seventeenth? Will you be there if we're in the championship? Will you be there?" Because because being an Arsenal fan is about supporting your team, not a manager, not a player, not a anything. You just support the team because you support, we support the team. this. Absolutely. We support the name on the front of the front of the shirt. Exactly through How? thick and thin. Yeah, George. <laughs> 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 through thick and thin you know we are going through a crap stage at the minute we as trevor said earlier we should be a little bit more upbeat because we won on monday night we're hopefully going to win tomorrow night hopefully with a performance in on sunday if the result goes our way even better but i'll be there uh johnny will be there trevor will be there there'll be loads of I'll us be watching. Will be, <laughs> you'll be watching yep we will we, we'll, we'll, we will be there supporting our our, our club and singing People slag off the Asperger Army. People slag off the We Care movement. People slag off everything. Everybody wants to slag off everything that is to do with Arsenal. And my my point and the only reason I went onto AFTV wasn't twelve points of lager. It was um, because I thought people need to get back to grassroots and know what what what, what it is to be an Arsenal fan. Right. Listen, Fergus, you're so right. I'll put. I'm going to put my neck on the line here right now. The very first time I came on this podcast, I was kindly introduced to Fergus by Johnny some time ago now. I said it then, and I'll say it again now, right? You don't support the individual players. You don't support the manager. You don't support the, 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 the pitch, the stadium. You support the Arsenal, right? Through thick and thin, you support the Arsenal. If you're not going to support the Arsenal when, when we're 20th in the league and the threat of getting relegated... Don't come wait and be a glory hunter when we're top of the league, winning all the trophies, because that don't count. That don't count. What counts is when you're there through the bad times. That's a real fan, right? And I'm gonna just going to go on to Arsenal Fan TV. Now, I've never watched Arsenal Fan TV in my life, right? I've heard about the format. I've heard about how they conduct themselves, and I don't like that, right? But at the end of the day, they're Arsenal fans as well, right? And they're entitled to an opinion. I don't like the way they put it across. What they I will to say is... Me and you, Trev. You what, mate? They got to more games than me and you, home away every game. So for that, I, well, they, I, I, I they don't. Do. They do, but let me just finish, right? Because when we were in Portugal, I'd, I'd never met Robbie before. I'd never talked to the man, right? I was having breakfast. Who comes and sits next to me having breakfast? Robbie. And I had a lovely chat with him, right? He's a very <laughs> intelligent man, right? And 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 that's, I always judge on what I find. And that's how he sits with me. That don't mean I'm going to watch AFTV, but it don't mean mm. I'm going to slag it off either. And then Johnny will tell you this because last season when we were in Minsk, we, I got absolutely pie-eyed, right? I mean, I was very, very drunk. Johnny had, Johnny had shot off somewhere or another, and I, I sat in his car. It was, it, I couldn't believe you went, but it was only about four in the morning, Johnny. It's not as if it was late. <laughs> but I sat at this bar, lent on this bar, having a beer, right, on me own in this casino, and this bloke comes and sits next to me, and he's got a tattoo on his hand, very similar to mine, right? So we, we, we exchange comments about tattoos, and we end up buying each other a drink, and we end up chatting, and then we end up going next door and singing a bit of karaoke, right? And it turns out, <laughs> it, 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 turns out it turns out it's DT, right? I don't know the man from Adam. 
Right, I probably wouldn't like him if I saw him on Arsenal Fan TV, but I've met him that once and he seemed all right to me, right? You know, and that's that's how I draw my conclusions. So anyway, going back to where I started off this rant, you're Arsenal fans, you support the Arsenal. Don't be coming along when you're top of the league and saying, I'm an Arsenal fan and then slagging us off when we're bottom. You support us through thick and thin. That's it. It's your team for life. Anyway, I'm done now. Right, I'm off. I need a cup of tea. Don't ask for the as we all are, Trev. Thank you very much for joining. I know you got a two-hour head start on us out there, so it's uh, it's gone ten o'clock at night. So for old boys like me and you, that's that's nearly bedtime. <laughs> and and I, I expect the the electable um, Donna is uh, in in the background with a cup of tea ready for you. I've lost my voice ranting there at my age. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Steve, I love you... the Arsenal. Oh, I love the Arsenal. Steve, so you... you everyone. <laughs> Steve, you've got a uh, family and everything up in Sunderland that you're up there to see. Are you going to get Sunderland game in while you're up there? Uh, if it's as cold as it's been the last couple of days, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and they, they ain't playing good football at the moment either. Um, but all depends. We'll see. I think they're playing Blackpool on the weekend, but I'm gonna I'm gonna spend time with the nephews. So mm. all depends. All depends. Um, Johnny, I will see you Sunday. I take it. I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've got a course booked. I'm going to be butchering a, a deer in the woods in in the Kent Downs, and I should be leaving Kent about three, and hope to get whizzing on my bike ready to the Emirates just before kickoff. Okay, so, so I won't see you until probably half time if you get there. Usual place under the five. Yeah, block five outside the gents' toilets. Very George Michael, isn't it? Goes <laughs> <laughs> the spot. Listen, boys, just make sure you, boys, make sure you're about on the 29th. I'm so excited about coming back. It's been a long time since I've seen my last home game. We'll, we'll I, need, do, I need you all there. Yeah, we'll do the 29th, and we'll do probably the pins or something like that. I think I my just last let, home game, oh, I sat next to Trev. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I did, I, yeah, yeah, only for half of it though. I just need to have a pub that we can <laughs> yeah. bring Joseph into because I got Joseph with me and he's only, uh, we can't do the tolly or anything like that. So probably the pins are one of those, but are the woodbine or something like that. Listen, guys, I um, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Remember, as I say, it's down the bottom there. Uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us. Uh, if you're on YouTube, ring the bell. Um, please, if you're watching on Facebook, can you go to the YouTube channel and start following on there? Because... Yet again, I've been banned on Facebook for something I really don't know what I've done. Um, and it will I mean that sometimes you. people won't be able to get to see this this show. Um, Terry, Anthony, Paul, Dave, Raul. Uh, who else we got? Matt. Kai. Kai. Uh, Terry. Mike. Um, yeah. there, there's loads here in, um, Matthew. in the chat, chat box. Thank you very much for joining in. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and just to say, up the arse. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.